0: And welcome back to another episode of the Media Boat Podcast. Your weekly episodes for talk about movies, TV, music, and video games—not necessarily in that
1: order. My name is Mike. His name is Matt. My name is Matt. His name is Mike. Thank you for joining us for episode three hundred sixty-nine. Music. Hell yeah, man, yeah, yeah, um, so, Love,
0: something like low that. Get low, get low. Yeah,
1: three hundred sixty-nine. This is. February. Hey, February, everybody! February, February the fourth, twenty twenty-three. Thank you for joining us today. This yep. is the Media Boat Podcast. Everything that he said is true. Um, and yeah, we have some stuff to talk about this week. Some stuff is happening in all the worlds of media. So let's talk about it. Let's start where we always start. Yep, we always start
0: with uh, the music section. Yes, we we'll start the music section with the Billboard, and we start the Billboard with the Hot One Hundred. Oh. And, once again, your hottest song in the land is Flowers by Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Doing at two, Kill Bill by SZA. At three, Antihero by Taylor Swift. At four, Creepin' <laughs> by Metro Boomin'. The Weeknd and 21 Savage. Mm-hmm. And rounding out your top five, Unholy by Sam Smith and Kim Petras. If that As sounded familiar, familiar,
1: it's because this didn't change from last week. No, it did not. But, your Billboard 200 did. Yes, it did. slightly. Um, So, for your album's start
0: your billboard 200. At number one, SOS by SZA. At two, Midnights by Taylor Swift. At three, Mansion Music by Trippy Red. At four, The Mockingbird and the Crow by Hardy.
1: And rounding out your top five, Heroes and Villains by Metro Boomin. So, yeah, Trippy Red and Hardy coming into the top five here, moving some stuff down. But, yeah. SZA seventh week at number one with sos yep that hardy
0: by the way is yes that hardy from the pat this past weekend's wwe event wait wait really like those hardys no
1: no no but hardy (laughs) was at (laughs) royal rumble last weekend okay i thought i know that there are some hardys that wrestle but he's not a wrestler no no okay no, get is already not a wrestler. Yes, no, not to
0: be confused Fair with body. the wrestlers of the same name. No, he showed up because or he did the crime-solving teenagers, music.
1: the Hardy Boys.
0: Well, I believe they are fictional, therefore cannot have offspring. <laughs> I don't know. Unlike the offspring, yeah, which can't have
1: offspring. I bet the offspring do have offspring.
0: Do they, they form a band
1: just called the Offspringings? Yeah, the off, no, the Offspring's offspring
0: or the Offspringers. <laughs> Jerry Offspring. Anyways. (laughs)
1: Anyways.
0: uh, um, If you didn't like any of those albums or that rant, (laughs) we have new releases. (laughs) Yeah, we do. Uh, We start with Barefoot on Diamond Road by Amber Arcades. Norm by Andy Schaff. The Land, The Water, The Sky Mm -hmm. by Black Belt Eagle Scout. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like this is, that's just a knockoff of Earth, Wind, and Fire. No. Or Earth, Fire, <laughs> Air. Earth, no, actually, Fire I, Air. I actually am
1: interested in that one. I like Black Devil to Eagle Scout. I listened to her first record a few years ago. Okay. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that one. All
0: right. Uh, we also have The Future is Your Past <laughs> by Brian Jonestown Massacre. This Stupid World yeah. by Yo Latengo. And your two big albums of the week. Big, <laughs> one of them maybe, but the other one, <laughs> uh, one of them is "Let Her Burn" by
1: Rebecca Black. Have you been following? Uh, I mean, not following. I guess that that implies an active looking. Yes. But have you vaguely? Do you vaguely know what Rebecca Black's career trajectory has been going? Not since the incident. So no. Uh, so yeah, very different from her. Um, Friday days. Yes. Uh, she's now a uh, like an EDM artist. She does like hyper dance music. Was that Katy Perry's influence? No, 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 no. Even more so than Katy Perry. Like think more like the more harsher Charlie XEX stuff. Oh. Or like Sophie, R. I. P. Um, that kind of that kind of vibe. That's what Rebecca Black does now. Fun fact. She's really? Like, she's a hyper artist. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I assume that <laughs> that's what this is. That's weird. I know, yeah. She found a niche. You know, good for her. I mean, it
0: is definitely a very far departure of her... Eh, not that influence. far, but
1: yeah. Not that not far. Not that far. Okay. It's still pop music. Uh, I mean, it just it she doesn't have some sort of uh, shadowy executive type telling her what to do, which okay. is probably good. That's probably but, good. But, hey, everything moved out of the way, though, because there's one major record coming out this week. Yep, and this is why. Yeah, this is why uh, Paramore. Yeah, Paramore. Paramore's new one. record. Uh, so yeah, uh, very excited to hear the rest of this. We've already heard a handful of singles, which I've loved all of them. So I'm ready. I am. I am prepared for a new Paramore record. You want next more week. of Paramore? Yes, I am very excited for this.
0: Yeah, uh, we will be listening to it next week, and we will yeah. talk about it. Next week's podcast.
1: But in the meantime.
0: In the meantime, we do have to get through some music news. Some big ones. Well, it's the big one. Yeah. Well, technically there's two big ones. Yeah, two big ones. Depending on what to figure out. uh, The first bit of music news is that, as expected, pick up the phone. We kind of called it. Then again, everyone kind of figured this was happening. Yes. Beyonce has announced a 2023 world tour. Yeah. On Instagram. Oh, yeah. Well, no, the tour is not on Instagram. Just (laughs) announced it on Instagram. I'm sorry if that was ever confusing. Uh, You know, the tour will be supporting her multiple Mm Grammy-nominated 2022 album, Renaissance. She also released the dates and cities on her official website. Yeah. The timing of the announcement, which comes just days before the Grammy Awards on Sunday, tomorrow, as of this recording... Sparks some speculation that she may perform or you know, at least
1: appear on the show. So note about this. Uh, since this story ran, I believe I like think yesterday, I didn't see a headline that said the Grammy organization did confirm that Adele, Beyonce and Taylor Swift are all there. Would they were all attend the ceremony tomorrow night. None of them are scheduled to perform. But they will be but in they attended. will be in the room. So just know that that, and they did also say that there's, they're hinting at a surprise performance. So any of the three could be that surprise performance. <laughs> but yeah, I would disagree with the story. So, My money was, was on Beyonce. She's so got all three of money. them fall under the and more category? Then? Yeah, I guess so. They said that there will be, and, and Trevor Noah, who was the host this this year, has more or no, less, Again. also said this as well. It's like, oh, it's going to be a surprising big night, like stay tuned, kind of hinting, hinting. So I would not be surprised if that's, yes, Beyonce is that secret performer.
0: Uh, well, even if she's not performing, at least her husband, yes. Jay-Z, right. will indeed perform with DJ
1: Khaled on another one. I mean, it's their, <laughs> on their nominated song, yes. God Did. So if you want to hear uh, DJ Khaled say God Did more, yeah. well, tune in tomorrow night. Because God Did. God Did. Yep. Uh, Beyonce
0: performed her first Full concert in four years on January 21st <laughs> at the New Atlantis, uh, the Royal Resort in Dubai. Right. See, I thought that was going to be the bigger story. No, that's just a footnote. <laughs> it's a footnote that, you know, Beyonce performed in Dubai because yeah. oil money. <laughs> it was an elaborate and highly theatrical performance for which sources say uh, she was paid some 24 million dollars with an all-female orchestra, a battery battery. of dancers, a small lake, fireworks, a 50-foot hydraulic platform, (laughs) not one, not two, but three costume changes for the singer, and a guest appearance from her daughter Mm -hmm. blue ivy
1: (laughs) took you a while to get there (laughs) well yeah
0: i had to build up to go to you know distract from the her husband to Uh her daughter (laughs) um but no songs at all from renaissance interesting a tease that could mean she'll premiere one or two on the grammys or even save them for the tour
1: I would imagine that's probably the latter. Uh, if I was to guess, I think that yes. Beyonce's strategy typically for when she does something big with her records is to play it from front to back. Like that's what she did with the videos for uh, the self titled then for Lemonade. I imagine that this tour is kind of in place of where a visual like companion would go, mm-hmm. which means this thing is going to be, she's going to play the entirety of Renaissance so she doesn't want to tease it. That's what my guess is. Maybe we see a song at the Grammys, but I think that that's probably it. How elaborate can it be? We know Beyonce goes big, and this implies that she already has plans to go big. And yeah, no, this thing is going going to be enormous. So
0: is this performance in Dubai
1: plans to go big, or is
0: just, uh, we're writing you a blank check, do whatever you want.
1: I say why not both? I think that Beyonce already has a reputation for if she's going to do this, she's going to have complete of creative control over it, and it's going to be huge. So why not both? So why not both? Why not both? Okay. Um,
0: tickets will go on sale. <laughs> They're going to be at, impossible to At exorbitant dollars.
1: I'm going to tell um, you right now. Don't even Ma- try. Ticketmaster will once again be sued. Yeah. Don't <laughs> even try. Don't even try. It's. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that Beyonce is a bigger artist than Taylor Swift. I think this is going to destroy
0: Ticketmaster. Just these two artists? I mean... Both Coming off of Taylor Swift, which I was think not it's that long ago. it's going to
1: be insane. I, I do not recommend you try. Anyone okay. listening to this, please. Don't but, bother.
0: But if you are listening to this, one, thank you. Two, <laughs> you can always email us your thoughts on Beyonce at Podcast at gmail.com. Sure.
1: But yeah, um, interesting nonetheless. Um, And it's a perfect segue into our second story here, which is really just not really a story. It's, hey, the Grammys are tomorrow. Let's talk about the major categories.
0: Yes, major categories. So, as, yes, Grammys are tomorrow. Beyonce will do Grammy stuff. So May or
1: may not do Grammy stuff. Let's bring up a, uh, here, let me bring up a note. uh, Or if you want to type one out on our Google Drive here. Yes, I do. Let's write down our predictions and see how well we do tomorrow night. We're not going to do all of them. The Grammys are notorious for having, like, 75 billion categories. We're just gonna do some of the main. We're gonna do the televised ones, yep. is what we're gonna do, which is I believe most of the general field. Um so it's just so we know what's go uh like what, what going into tomorrow night, where we where our hearts are, where our predictions are. Alright. So So let's start from the top. top record of the year. Alright, so this is specifically for the producers, engineers, and mixers and mastering. Uh, if other than the artist. This is not a songwriting uh, award. This is a production award. Yep. So give us our nominees. We have in
0: alphabetical order by artist. Yeah. Don't Shut Me Down by ABBA. Okay. Easy on Me by Adele. Break My Soul by Beyonce. Good Morning Gorgeous by Mary J. Blige. You and Me on the Rock by Brandy Carlisle featuring. Lucius, Woman, Woman, Woman by Doja Cat, (laughs) Bad Habit by Steve Lacey, Mm -hmm. The Heart, Part 5 by Kendrick Lamar, About Damn Time by Lizzo, and As It Was by Harry Styles. All right. Who do you have here
1: for record of the year? Who I want to win, or who's gonna win? This is a prediction. I mean, you can also tell us who you want to win uh, here, but I think this is a prediction.
0: Okay, um, I'm gonna go with actual winner, Beyonce. Uh, but I kind of want either Lizzo or Harry Styles to win this. They're, they're the they're the more popular of, of the ones listed here, but the production on uh, "Break My Soul," yeah, I
1: think trumps everything else here. I agree. That's exactly where I'm at with it. I think Break My Soul is the winner here. I think it, I've, since this is a production yes. award, looking at all the, these nominations, it's the best sounding and most elaborate and detailed track, which I think that gives it the win. My heart, though, if I was choosing, leans more towards Easy on Me or as it was. They're not like as, you know, bells and whistles y, mm-hmm. but I think they're they're better songs. Not that break my soul is not a good song i'm just saying that in comparison i like of the like of those options i'd rather probably listen to as it was
0: right but that's why they separate that out to right. song of the year yeah, Well, yeah
1: but yeah that's not even talking about i'm just talking about sound here i'm yeah. not even talking about writing but yeah um but yeah you're probably right i for the same reasons i'm mean, gonna agree with you yeah break my soul probably wins yep uh
0: so before we get to song of the year we have to talk about the album yes. of the year so the awards it's to everybody yes this is everyone featured on the album? Yeah. Uh, and then again, in alphabetical order, by artist, "Voyage" by Abba, "30" by Adele, "Umbrella" by Bad Bunny, "Renaissance" by Beyonce, mm-hmm. "Good Morning Gorgeous," "Deluxe" by Mary J Blige, "In These Silent Days" by Brandy Carlisle, "Music of Spears." By Coldplay, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers by Kendrick Lamar, Special by Lizzo, and Harry's House by Harry Styles. Hmm, this one's a little harder for me. So, two of these albums were on my top five last year. Uh,
1: Both Lizzo and Harry Styles. I think that there are three for me that are in contention, and the rest are not. I think this is a three-way battle, in my opinion, between Adele, Bad Bunny, and Beyonce. When I think traditional Grammy voting, it's Adele. When I think, um, when I th- yeah, I think that's probably where they lean, just the general populace of who votes, because they love giving Grammys to Adele. Mm-hmm. I think that Renaissance is probably the better record and probably should win more. But, and I think that Bad Bunny is the outside, outside Dark Horse. I think Bad Bunny has such a huge, unbelievable year last year mm-hmm. that I think it would be wild to me if they didn't honor him. I think that, that that's the, out of the three, that's the one that should win. But because of that, I have doubts that it will. And so I think if you're, then, then it becomes Adele or Beyonce. And I think if they give record of the year to Beyonce, they do album of the year for Adele. So I'm going to put Adele down. I'm going to put 30 for album of the year. You're going to do Adele? I think it's the safe pick. And that's why the Grammys are always safe. And so that's why I'm going to go with. I was wrong last year about fucking, like, the boring-ass pick that they did last year. I don't even remember what it was. I just remember it being boring. And so I'm not going to get it wrong this year. I'm going Adele.
0: All right. Well... In you that think,
1: case, I'm going to go with Bad Bunny. All right, you, you're, I mean, just I don't for the exact you, like reason said, that you just said. I think, I think it's the correct choice. I think it's, it's the one that makes sense culturally, where the, we are at in the world of music. Mm-hmm. Bad Bunny is the biggest artist on the planet right
0: now. I mean, Inveron T was on the mm-hmm. billboards, but then again, this is not a billboard. This is
1: not, yeah. This is Grammys. Grammys rarely do that. And yes. so, I mean, it helps, but it's rarely about just the most successful. But I think, though, the yeah, old they, men are yeah. going to push this towards Adele. As much as I believe you're right, that yes, Bad Bunny but shouldn't. Bad
0: Bunny is um, uh, not mild genre, but multi-genre, right? Yeah. He's across everywhere now. Yeah. So to not give one of the best-selling albums yeah. of last year, album of the year,
1: not to say though, I should mention here, it's not just saying I'm just not I'm just I'm not just saying oh Adele because Adele. I'm also saying also Thirty is a good-sounding record. That thing works uh, yes. in the way that every Adele record works, and I think that if it did win, I wouldn't be mad.
0: Um, I wouldn't be bad either, but are you comparing this Adele to the previous Adele's?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I guess we should say maybe there's an outside chance for Kendrick here, but I don't think it's his ear. I thought about that for a second. uh, I I feel like Bad Bunny is taking the place that Kendrick's record would if Bad Bunny wasn't there, Mm -hmm. and so no, I think that there's probably not a chance for Kendrick. Also, it would be really disappointing if that's the Kendrick record that would win. Right. Because it's my least favorite. Well, it would be that a makeup award. <laughs> yeah. That's and I did see somebody say more or less, oh, this could be a we're uh Return of the King in Kendrick Lamar here. Yes. Which I don't think is fair to him. No. Anyway. Right. So that's album of the year. Song of Songs the Song of the Year.
0: And Roddy
1: Ayodi and Soddy. Yep.
0: Uh, song right song of the year is for the yes. songwriters so this Award. is the writing uh
1: uh uh category here which changes the decision making process yes I believe.
0: uh so we start with uh in alphabetical order yes. f- of the title title of the, of the song um a b c d e f u okay about damn time yes all okay. too
1: well 10 minute version The short film. I don't know why it's specifically the short film version. Maybe that's how they get around with this being a re-record of an old song. Yep. But we'll get there. As it was. Mm -hmm. Bad Habit. Break My Soul.
0: Easy On Me. God Did. (laughs) The Heart. Part Mm 5. And Just Like That.
1: (sighs) What are your thoughts here before I start? Because this is the last one.
0: All right. um, So... In terms of songwriting, I can see why they put All Too Well in here, the 10-minute version. But I don't think it's going to win because it is technically a re recording I agree. I agree. Um, As much as I want to go with, like, Lizzo with About Damn Time and Break My Soul Fiance. They don't have a chance. No. Um, It's going to be... I think this is where you see Adele win with Easy on Me.
1: Okay. All right. All right. That's fair. I agree with all the things you just said. I do think this is between... Ad- to me this is harry styles and adele i think those are the two this is between yep. if harry styles walks away with the grammy it's this yeah uh well maybe i don't know if he's nominated for pop performance i bet he is uh but but yeah i i think that to me this is as it was by a landslide if i was choosing i think it's the catchiest best written song on this list i love it all too well but i'm eliminating it from contention for the reasons that you said uh, because it can't compete because it's a re-record it shouldn't be here is my opinion. Taylor right. herself said that she was not uh, submitting her re- her Taylor's versions mm-hmm. to the Grammys on purpose. That's why this is the short film version. The, they found The voters found a way to get it in. Um, yes. And I don't think that's fair. And I don't think she should win. Uh, but this is tearing me. You already wrote me down as, as it was. And I think I'm going to leave it. But man, this could so easily be Adele. And I think you're right for putting it here. Because if she doesn't win Album of the Year, she easily wins here. I'm putting this out here
0: for yeah. Adele because it was the first song back after she basically disappeared yeah. for six years. Yeah. And it was a song of her basically coming out of yeah. COVID with it mm-hmm. and just a heart-wrenching, heartbreaking song right. that yeah. hits everyone. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's a good song. And because Only because
1: yeah. it's specifically about the Songwriters yes. Award. But... And this is a big, but as it was, was the most dominant song everywhere. And (laughs) I know, like we said, that's not necessarily something that sways voters a lot. However, we can guarantee that all voters have heard "As It Was." Yes, we can. It was inescapable, and it's a great song. So I think that I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna leave it here because I do. I wish that it gets its due here because I actually I think it deserves it.
0: Well, you know, we'll all just be upset when. God did win. (laughs)
1: God did did, will not win. I can tell you that. Uh, Yeah, I think if we're talking about outside chances, uh, maybe Kendrick. With the heart part five? Yeah, I think that that's the outside dark horse here. But I don't think he has the momentum. All right. So, yeah, I think you're right. All right.
0: All All right. right. And then Best New Artist. And then lastly, Best New Artist. We have Anita, Omar Apollo, Domi, and J.D. Beck. Mooney Long, Samara Joy, Lotto, Monaskin, Toby Wee, Molly
1: Tuttle, and Wetleg. So, um, this one's really hard, because there's so many that I don't, like, I feel like a lot of these are going to cancel each other out.
0: Wait, should I just not put Wetleg for you already?
1: No, (laughs) as much as I'd like to see Wetleg when there's no chance... I think that this is Monaskin, unfortunately. You're going to go with Monaskin? They're the ones that have the most recognition on this list. I think most people know what they are. They suck so much, and I don't want them to win a (laughs) Grammy, but they probably will. I think it's Monaskin if it's not it's Lotto. So, my entire year of hyping up Monaskin for you, you finally joined the Monaskin train. No, I'm not for them. I said that they suck, but they're probably (laughs) going to win. Is against my wishes, against my better judgment, against any sanity, they're probably going to win this award. But, yeah, I'd rather have anybody else on this list, but it's probably going to be Monaskin.
0: Okay. So, that's one for
1: Monaskin. Okay. Uh, you going for Anita? All right. I'm going to go with Anita. She's world famous. She's not as famous here in the U.S. Yes, Which but maybe this is why I'm a this little... This is voice, why... Yeah, but it's also why she's falling
0: into the Best New Artist category. Yeah. Best New Artist. Um, within the year.
1: Okay. Yeah, and and again, I don't think chan- uh, Wet Leg has a chance. But man, that would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> Just to hear them say "ounce Wet Leg." Right. Yeah.
0: So uh, Probably not. But yeah. that would be that would be fun. Yeah. Well, I did watch um, Anita set at Coachella yeah. last year. Yeah. It won me over. Um. a lot,
1: a lot of ass. A lot, a lot of, yes, there a lot was of a lot of ass. I saw. I saw it. Uh, we watched the live stream. Yes. And I was like, "There's a lot of ass." But that was Anita.
0: <laughs> so best
1: ass was a Grammy. Is this uh, what, category? This is or, best no, name? not best. Most ass. Most ass. <laughs> most ass. I mean, Anita has it, a landslide. But unfortunately for her, that's not what this category is. No, no, it's Monoskin, and it's going to be awful. And they're all going to come up and make a stupid speech. And they're, yeah, no, it's going to suck. <laughs> Get ready, it's going to
0: suck. No, I'm going to say that's why i go with Anita, yeah. just to break that. Just break that, that cycle there.
1: So that's the general field. Uh, it's not the only... Those aren't the only uh, Grammys that will be televised, but that's probably good for our predictions. Yeah, because then we go to best category. With yeah, like pop, and I don't know rock. how many of these. They change it every year, which ones they actually do. Right. So I don't
0: know. So in general, though, expect a battle between Harry Styles and
1: Adele. Yeah, pop. I would imagine. Um, Dance, I think uh, Beyonce is going to sweep because yes. she's the most recognizable artist in that category. Ah, rock. I think you see Brandon, Brandi Carlisle win because she's Brandi Carlisle and she's Grammy favorite. Mm-hmm. She's going to sweep the, uh, the the rock category. She's in. Um, yeah, but don't be surprised.
0: If Ozzy Osbourne gets in there.
1: Well, I feel like if he, I feel like if he had announced his retirement earlier instead of this week, this week, I yes. think that, that then maybe that would have affected it. I don't think so. Yep. But man, would I love to see Turnstile win a couple of Grammys? I don't think it's going to happen. Yep. Same thing for Wet Leg in the alternative uh, category. Even though Big Thief should win. Do it come uh, like we'll sweep alternative? I th- hope, but I don't think that they will. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, it's going to be a pretty predictable night, I think, overall. I mm. think you're going to see a lot of Beyonce, a lot of Adele, and a sprinkling of Harry Styles. That's my prediction. All sure.
0: right. Mm. Um, expect um, Mary J. Blige for the R&B category. Yeah,
1: probably, seeing that there's that
0: album of the year not. Yep. Uh, DJ Khaled with rap category. No, 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 that's no. Kendrick.
1: Kendrick? That's absolutely Kendrick's. Are demand. they both in there? If they don't, Dude, oh, Yeah, yeah. if Kendrick's is. not, yeah. if Kendrick doesn't win, I'll, uh, I saw somebody say, "Watch Jack Harlow win in Macklemore Kendrick." <laughs> and I'm like, again, and I'm like, oh yeah, that could probably happen. Yep. Jack Harlow sucks so much. Uh, country, I hope that, that we're, Lambert. Yep, we're wins. for Miranda. Although, yeah. although you know what, I wouldn't be mad if Baron
0: won. Yeah, but then it's like, oh, Baron always beats out Miranda.
1: Yeah, I know the, the Grammys do prefer. Maren Morris. Yes. But Circles Around This Town is a great song. Palming is a great album. Yeah, but so is Humble Quest. I don't know. I'm to- <laughs> it, This is i I'm torn in the country categories this year between the two. Yep. But anyway. But anyway. So tune in tomorrow. Uh, the Cranleys will be tomorrow night, Sunday night, the 5th. Tune in and see if we're wrong. Yep. See if we have another John Batiste I winning like, out of nowhere. Yeah, I feel like we're pretty good. Uh, we're pretty balanced here. I could yeah. see us at least... Getting all these right because of how we're divided Just on dividing. three out of the four. Yes. If something else went record of the year, though, <laughs> I, we're out of luck.
0: Combined media, but we'll be 100%. Will be <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Isn't that always how it goes? Just, we go off a of combined effort here. I don't know.
1: We'll see how Oscars go this week. This, all right. This year.
0: <laughs> Stay tuned a month from now. We'll see how that goes. All right. Um, so that was the Grammy predictions. Yeah. Anything else in music then? No, Uh, You mentioned
1: uh, Ozzy's announcing his retirement. Unlike last week, um, I did not listen to anything this week because Mm -hmm. I actually had to go to the office this week. So (laughs) I got nothing to talk about with music.
0: All right, then let's move on into video games. Yes, let's. And we start with new releases. New release. Okay, yeah, singular, because everything got out of the way for some wizard game.
1: Yeah, we're not going to talk about it. Just know that it's coming to Next Gen and PC uh, this week and don't buy it.
0: Um. Yep. All Moving the on. ads are everywhere for yeah, it. Just ignore them. Let's move on. Yep. All right. So let's get into some video game <laughs> news then. Yes. Let's. And we start with uh respawn. You know. Yeah. That company uh under EA.
1: Yeah. Uh, known for Titanfall. Of course Titanfall, um Apex Legends, and um, a game you've been playing recently. Yes. Star Wars uh, Jedi, uh, Jedi. Fallen Order. Fallen Order. In order? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And the upcoming Jedi Jedi Survivor. Survivor.
0: Yes. Yep. So, um, the unannounced Titanfall game, said to have been canceled by Electronic Arts this week, was reportedly being planned as a single-player experience for Apex Legends. Yes. That, of course, is according to Giant Bomb reporter Jeff Grubb, who shared supposed details on the canned project during a live stream on Thursday. Uh, The EA Studio uh, Respawn announced in July of 2021, I almost said last year there, no, (laughs) of 2021, that it was developing a new single-player adventure game set in a unique universe, which designer Mohamed Alavi was attached to before his departure last year. Hmm. According to Grub, the unannounced project was Respawn's attempt at getting a titanfall
1: feeling project inside of its hugely popular free-to-play spinoff apex legends so this story has some layers to it because if you've been following the respawn story uh titanfall 2 was a critically loved game back when it came out mm-hmm. one of the best uh, uh first person shooter campaigns i've ever played that's for sure it's a wonderful game but did not do well enough uh like to continue the titanfall series in the same way especially after the runaway success of apex legends which is a free-to-play battle royale so because of that there were rumors for years now about oh well if they're gonna do a a game that's like titanfall it'll probably be a spinoff of apex legends so this week when that bloomberg report came out saying a first person single player game got canceled over at respawn ea pulled the plug on it everybody was like oh no titanfall 3 (laughs) and then what jeff grubb went and said on his show is like no no guys it was never going to be a titanfall 3 they were never going to make a titanfall 3 as much as we'd love that this was not what this was Mm -hmm. and i think he's absolutely right um this was going to be an apex legends spinoff it was going to have a character from apex in a single player game that was probably going to be available for people who play apex legends and that's what ea killed I would imagine that EA just looked at the financials and was like, well, why do something that isn't going to give us, that may give us like critical acclaim and word of mouth, but is not going to continue the money train of Apex Legends in the same traditional way? So they probably were like, no, everybody move to regular Apex Legends shit because that's where, that's our golden cow, right? That's what makes us the money. That's what turns out the microtransactions. Don't waste your development time. Waste. I'm using quotes here. Don't spend development time and resources on the single player experience. That might win us some awards, but won't win us more money. It's probably they ultimately just made the decision. You mean Electronic Arts made the business decision? Yeah, probably. Uh, It sucks, though. And I think everybody is right to be mad about this, because this could have been something that was close to that Titanfall 2 experience. And yeah, we're missing out on it. That doesn't mean, though, but there is the kind of silver lining to the story, which is because this wasn't a Titanfall product, that could mean that maybe the reaction to the story lights a light bulb above EA and be like, oh, people still care about the Titanfall name. Everybody was super excited for this. Maybe if we actually do put resources and uh, development time into a Titanfall experience, maybe people will flock to it. Especially considering that right now, EA's Dead Space remake, a single-player experience, mm-hmm. is doing super well. It's selling well already, and it's been critically acclaimed. So if they take notes from what they've just done, release a very successful single-player game, maybe that'll give them more impetus. Oh, well, yeah, and also depending on how Jedi Survivor does later in the year. Yep. I think if they do look at those results, and then say, oh, maybe it is time. Maybe let Respawn make a Titanfall 3. Well, that was the
0: other thing that came out from EA and Respawn this week, was that Jedi Fallen
1: Order was going to be delayed. Only by six weeks. Yeah. So it's not that long to wait for it, just for some polish. I think that's probably better. When uh, Fallen Order came out, the first month it was wrought with bugs. Um, So it's good, maybe, to hold it off until so they don't repeat that. Oh, I still ran into some bugs. I'm sure there's still (laughs) some stuff floating around. Yeah. But yeah, I think this is smart for them to delay it. So yeah, EA, uh, calling shots here. Again, I think we're going to hear a lot of stories like this uh, coming up to next month because it's going to be the end of the fiscal year. Yep. And a lot of companies are going to have to decide going into next fiscal year what they're going to spend their money on. And I think that's why you also saw the other headline this week, which was every live game is gone. like Or at least mm-hmm. developers are pulling support for every, pretty much every major live game launched in the last year. Uh, Rumbleverse, uh, Back for Blood, um, uh, Knockout City. Yep. That's an EA game right there. Uh, a bunch of developers were just like, no, nah, we're just not paying for those servers going into next year.
0: Uh, what was the other one? Uh, Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, Marvel's Avengers. Avengers was a couple of weeks ago. They yeah. announced
1: that. Um, so yeah, like it makes sense timing-wise that this is when this happens. This mm-hmm. happens every year. It's just it sucks because some of these games are under a year old. Yep. So if you didn't get to it, it's too late. I was hearing, apparently for Rumbleverse, that's a unique case, because they just raided the Switch version. The Switch version of that game isn't even out yet, (laughs) and they announced that they were pulling the plug on the servers before that thing even launched. Ooh. He is right. Bad news, but hey, that's video games for you. Right. So let's do a crossover then. Yeah. Video
0: games and TV. Yes. Where Nick Offerman was in the
1: news this week yeah well we we aren't going to talk about every single week of the last of us oh can we talk about this i week? wish we could we'll <laughs> talk about it we'll get there when we're we wrap up the series but episode three was a very special episode let's yes. put it that way and nick offerman was its star yes. uh so yeah but he was um he was doing the talk show circuit this week
0: yeah so nick offerman um because he's going around talking about his uh starring role yeah his guest starring role guest star, you could say well yeah it's not a leading role even though for no. the episode he wasn't lead yeah pretty much um, uh, of the adaptation of The Last of Us uh,
1: he's saying that he hasn't actually played a video game yeah in about 25 years basically uh, he was on Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Kimmel asked him hey so this is based on a video game have you played The Last of Us and he was like no but and then he told the story yes but the reason
0: yeah. is because of one video game <laughs> with two names yes Banjo-Kazooie. So like you mentioned, Offerman was guest with Jimmy Kimmel uh, on Jimmy Kimmel Live, discussing his performance. Um, And noting that, yeah, Offerman, uh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel asked Offerman if he played any video games in real Mm -hmm. life. And Nick Offerman replied, no. (laughs) 25 years ago. I played my last video game. (laughs) I'm very indulgent, and I lost a couple of weeks to a video game called Banjo-Kazooie. Two weeks went by, and I was like, oh my god, the slow dopamine drip is so delicious. (laughs) Then it's over, and you're like, yes, I won. And immediately, I'm like, what have I done with my life? (laughs) And so I decided I'm never going to do that again. And thankfully, because games have gotten so good, like the last of us that i think i'd be in a basement (laughs) if and i wouldn't be going to auditions for shows like this
1: that's just it's just a wonderful image to think of nick offerman in his early 20s playing playing nintendo Nintendo 64 (laughs) and trying like taking notes about what the witch says about the quiz show in the end and like collecting the little note musical notes (laughs) It's such a wonderful thing. I could just imagine that. It's so great. So, yeah, I love I love every piece of this. I also, 25 years ago, played a lot of Banjo-Kazooie I was eight. So Yeah, but
0: that's also one of those rare games where everything was collect here, collect yeah. here, collect
1: here, collect everything. So, yeah, it's very mm-hmm. easy to um, get into that collector mode. Though I feel like what he's saying is very probably relatable for a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people don't play video games because they're like, oh, that would absorb my entire life.
0: Well, that's why I don't play certain video games, <laughs> yeah. because I do
1: will absorb my entire That's life. why we don't play MMOs. Yes. They just eat us alive. But yeah, um, this is, I thought this was funny. But yeah, just like the rest of us, Nick Offerman also played a lot of Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> anyway.
0: yes, and Just like Nick Offerman, some of us are that into collectibles and gathering everything. <laughs> yes. Make sure we do everything in the game. Exactly. So, that brings us to...
1: Our thoughts on collecting and getting everything in the game. Speaking of, I need to talk about Forspoken. So last week I hinted that a couple of video games were on my way to uh, on the way to me, including Square Enix's Forspoken and um, and EA's Dead Space remake. Well, Forspoken got here first, and I played five hours of it. Only five hours. Only five hours. Well, surprisingly, that's a third of the game. I looked it up, and apparently, there's not a whole lot of game in Forspoken. It may be an open world, but it's an only a fifteen hour one. Oh. And I yeah. was like, oh, people were comparing it to like Ghost of Sh- Tsushima, where it's like an open world, but there's only really like four like places to explore. Mm-hmm. So it's not as nearly as overwhelming as say like an Assassin's Creed game. That being said. I now understand what ForSpoken is. Now that I've spent some time with it, I basically played enough of it to see more or less the mechanics of the game, how the combat is going to work, more or less what the story is going to be about, all the characters, and just to see whether or not this was something I wanted to spend more time in. So to rewind the clock a little bit, you played the demo the demo. Yeah. You kind of told me about your thoughts, and I agree with pretty much everything you said back then. Combat, it's fine. It's serviceable. I don't love it. Um, and the main reason why I don't love it is because of the DualSense controller. Where you're like, wait, what? Yeah,
0: but that's the whole thing about being a PlayStation. Though. So,
1: and I know I can turn this off, but I know that they designed it this way on mm-hmm. purpose. It does the trigger thing where it kind of hardens the trigger and yeah. uh, makes it so that way every single time you're throwing one of these rocks, you have to push More it a little down. Well, the way that the the main combat is designed is you're pressing that over and over and over again. Oh my god, my finger is so tired by the end of those (laughs) levels. Especially um, uh, battles that take way too long to complete. It's literally, as you said pre-pod, it was just attack, 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 dodge. Attack, 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 dodge. Attack, 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 dodge. Oh my god! The most fatiguing combat in a video game I've played in a long, long time. You did stream this game, and you voiced your frustration. Oh my god, I streamed it, and I regret doing it, because I don't know whether it was the game just not giving me anything to talk about, or whether I was just not, like, I just didn't have the energy, or maybe it's a combination of the two, but I had nothing to say about that game. It was giving me, it was Go Girl, Give Us Nothing. It was the Dua Lipa of video games. <laughs> but anyways, so there's so many things that, ultimately, yeah, I'm probably not going to go back to Forspoken, but it's not just because of the gameplay. The main character is so boring and abrasive. Everything she said, so they set her up to be a sympathetic character. Mm-hmm. You, you know, start with her in New York, and she's, you know, she's running into some, some gangs that want to beat her up, and, there's, and she's in court because she's done some other, like, yet another, like, uh, 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 charge of bur- burglary. She's stolen some shit. She's basically fallen on hard times. She lives by herself, I don't know how, in like a loft apartment that looks like she's sneaking into. Um, she has a cat, but that's pretty much it. She has no friends, she has no money, she has no job. It's basically, you're supposed to feel bad for this girl. But then the rest of the game, and then of course, then she isekais, uh, where she like, get this. She literally goes to the, I don't know if this was in the demo, so if it is, no. I apologize. No, her already in the oh, world. Okay, well... The scene that happens before she gets Isikai'd, I laughed so hard. She's literally standing on top of a neon sign for a hotel that is called, get this, the Crossroads.
0: Oh, <laughs> did my eyes roll? <laughs> Wait, so she's literally she's
1: so at your, the crossroads. Your character yes. who is following a hard time. She's at the crossroads, literally
0: standing on a crossroads because she
1: has just run from the gang that's basically out to get her. And she's considering what she's going to do. Is she going to, say, jump off that sign and end herself? Or is she going to rebuild her life, start anew? She's literally at the crossroads. And then she sees the, you know, the the bangle, this cuff that ends up being your sidekick. Oh, God, I don't even want to get into that. And, uh, like, combat helper. Uh, And she finds that, puts it on, and gets uh, portaled into fantasy world. And then the rest of the game, you think, is like, oh, is this going to tie into that plot? Is this going to be her learning about herself? Is this going to be that kind of narrative here? Maybe kind of like a uh, coming-of-age story with mm-hmm. this with this character? Absolutely not, no. Because as soon as you're in the fantasy world, story turns gears and it's like, no, this is the fantasy story. We're just going to tell the fantasy story now. You have to save fantasy world? And yes, you are roped into saving fantasy world because you find a girl in town that vaguely reminds you of her your own story oh she was she was also a baby who was orphaned and abandoned when she was a she was an infant what do you know what a coincidence and stuff like that and then that gives you a more or less impetus also your cuff is yelling at you to do all this shit Mm -hmm. um and then you find out like oh yeah and there's four evil matriarchs basically that you have to kill like okay cool i have a setup and the rest of it's just fantasy world and you and then I was like, okay, well, is this going to be like kind of a Final Fantasy setup? Is this going to be more like linear? No, it's an open world game. This is, this, I finally figured out what, this, what they're trying to do here. It's not what I thought it was going to be at all. This is just Square's uh, Assassin's Creed. It's just Square making an Assassin's Creed in a very, sm- like a smaller, lower budget shell. That's what this is. Because as soon as the game's like finally after hours, go and do whatever you want. Go to the next thing on your map. It's literally just walking from icon on your map to icon on your map, going you mean to
0: parkouring.
1: Oh, the magic parkour! Don't even give me. <laughs> I, yeah, I haven't gotten there yet either. But so my biggest problem with this game, overall, is that it's just designed so boring. Like you are literally just going from icon to icon on your map. It's very map vomit Assassin's Creed style, where you just get these icons, you go to it, find out. Maybe it's a treasure chest. Maybe it's a specifically hard boss. Maybe it's a tower, like a, uh, like a basically a battle challenge tower, where you're going from room to room to battle more increasingly hard enemies, which were super easy in my case. Um, or maybe it's a, um, an identical like save building that are all made exactly the same. It's like, this is such... Like, this seems like such a high-budget game. They spent a lot, presumably, on the world design here, and the graphics, and there's a ray-tracing mode that I tried out briefly. Mm Kind of runs like shit. Performance mode, kind of runs like shit. Mm -hmm. Quality mode, doesn't run quite like shit, but still doesn't look that great. Okay. But yeah, it's like they spent money in this game in different places, but it doesn't look like they spent money on the actual design. Because it's so generic, and so boring. And the combat's not interesting to keep you going, interesting enough to keep you going that way either. And there's too many things in your skill tree. There's uh... but the one thing I want to talk about though, that on the like the, the positive side. If I'm going to say anything good about this game, even though that's all that's true, there are some good ideas that are like trying to burst through the sludge. I really like that the one time they actually keep in mind, oh, this is a modern protagonist in a fantasy world is that your modern accoutrement, your accessories that you're basically putting on to, like, buff yourself, Mm -hmm. they're, like, fun fashion accessories. For example, your like... It's a cloak. It's a necklace. Your nails, your patterns, your nail color is an actual buff for your stats. I thought that's a cool idea. I was like, okay, there's ideas here. There's something... And I like the idea of having somebody from like a modern earth come into a fantasy world. I think that there's something fundamentally interesting that the game could have done way more with. There's a glint of something there. This game isn't it. This game holds back every good idea by making you slog through the actual practice of playing it. And the story's not interesting enough either to save you from feeling like it's a slog. I don't get it. And maybe it's a cultural thing, you can tell this is a very this is a Japanese studio trying to make it a, a, a Western game, not only because they're imitating mm-hmm. a Ubisoft style, but also in the way that it's like the Japanese design eth- ethos creep through every once in a while. I mentioned on the stream, or maybe I don't remember if this was the time where I was not where I was muted or not. <laughs> but um, I mentioned on the stream that the cutscenes do the Kingdom Hearts thing, mm-hmm. which is dialogue, dialogue, dialogue pause pause dialogue 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 dialogue. pause like why this is not naturalistic this is not convincing if you're trying to emulate a western style that's what you should be emulating they should be watching horizon you know games like that and seeing taking notes on how they do their approach to narrative their approach to uh, uh character design and their approach to narrative design because open world as well if you compare one to one Forespoken looks like it's from two generations ago in in the way that you're talking to characters. The facial animation is so stiff. The faces barely move. It's like, what's happening here? So yeah, if they're trying to emulate, the games are trying to emulate do it so much better. And it's not interesting or novel enough to make it unique. Uh, So I don't know. I really didn't like my time with Forespoken. I'm not going to play any more of it. The Japanese press are loving it. Famitsu gave it three eights and a nine. I don't know. <laughs> I give up. Honestly, first is baffling. I don't get how it became the thing it is. And, yeah, it's just disappointing, and I don't get it, and I'm not going to play any more of it.
0: <laughs> is it too much game, but also not enough game? It feels like that. It feels Where like... there's a lot of, like, side stuff to do. There's yeah, a lot of... But they're not interesting. Yeah. A lot of... Um, yeah. Uh, Like, different spells to unlock. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff to do to make yourself better, Mm -hmm. but to get yourself better in between each game. Yeah. Or in between each, whether it's a battle or running around in the world, because that's one thing I noticed during the demo, (laughs) is that the world's pretty big, but it's also pretty
1: empty. A game that I thought about while I was playing it a lot is Borderlands 3. Mm. In a similar way, they are turn-off-your-brain podcast games, because the story's not interesting enough to keep you going. And the combat is just okay enough that if you want to grind on it, you can. It's fine. It's fine. I just I just didn't think it was interesting enough to keep me going. And I think a lot of people are going to find that way, especially if you're used to Western open world design. You're going to think that this is a lacking product in a lot of ways. So I don't know. That's my pass, basically. I'm going to say probably pass on horseback. All right. It's fine. But Well... I ended up catching up on a game. Yes! Tell me about Marvel's Midnight Sun. Yeah, I should
0: probably specify that this is a Marvel game.
1: Yes. Uh, so this came out late last year. Yes. Uh, this, uh, it was in October. This game. is from the people who brought you the XCOM series. This is for Axis. Yep. Um, and this is kind of their take on Marvel strategy game, except not all the way XCOM. It looks like they did kind of an in-between thing here where there's a card game mechanic that is how you experience the strategy game.
0: It's how you experience the battles. You battle using (laughs) the different cards. You move everyone around and do the different attacks. Yeah. Um, It's very limited on the number of attacks. You can do only three cards per Mm -hmm. round and then you get attacked on and then you have to do another three cards.
1: But I understand that's not the starring piece of this game. Oh no, no, it's not. No. No. The reason why people... Why people really started loving this game it has nothing to do with the strategy game. No, no, you're not here for the strategy game. No, you're here to beg because, light.
0: yeah, well, I'm yes. sorry, no, you can't be. I'm currently going after Captain Marvel because and Captain I Marvel, can, of course. because why not? Um, like, no, it's the uh interactions in yes. between in it's, your home world. It's your because, because world.
1: basically they put on top of this a social, social link persona slash fire emblem style, like uh, social link system thing where yes. it's all about. Hanging out with the Marvel superheroes. It is. There's plenty of room
0: in your um, abbey to have new heroes pop in and show up and kind of like move around and like meet up with them when you're not doing missions. In between going in and doing the actual card game fighting, you can either explore the grounds, which um, got a bulk of my time last night, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, off stream, just running around because uh, i got to the point where it said you can you don't have to go back to doing the main story you can technically unlock everything here now mm-hmm. so i just was running around doing that and i was like "Ooh, this is the game i actually wanted not the card-based fighting game that being said yeah um the card-based fighting game is actually really interesting i actually kind of like it uh it was my first time kind of playing in that style uh there's a lot of good and bads to it um Bad being that you don't always draw your right cards. Right. So you have to kind of figure out, okay, based on what I have here, what can I do? I've also heard that
1: complaint, yeah.
0: Uh, But there is a reshuffle mechanic, so you can put your cards back in and then reshuffle new cards. Um, But all your experience comes from just using the same people over and over again, which is both good and bad because if you're just going to use the same people over and over again, yeah, you're going to be more buds with them. But when the game forces you to use other people, then you're like, oh, I don't really know either how this character works, so I have to read every single card again to figure <laughs> out what it does instead of just rummaging through it like I was. Yeah. Um, but at least, you know, in that way, it does force you to... into the other play styles, into the other heroes. Right. Um, but... Uh, okay. <laughs> what you said, was just like... Uh, about, like, the facial expressions <laughs> not moving. Yeah. Same
1: problem here, though. I watched a little bit of your stream, and, yeah, I actually thought, it was like, you know, this is not as bad as it could have been. I yeah. think, honestly, let's put it this way. The facial animation in Midnight Suns, better than Forspoken. Oh. Yeah. I thought it was bad in Midnight Suns. Oh, let me tell you about <laughs> Forspoken.
0: <laughs> Whew. But anyway,
1: I didn't think it was that bad, looking at the footage that you put up.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I did like that it's taking a different pr- approach from the MCU that we're used to and even the comics yeah. that we're used to with right. uh, X-Men and uh, Spider-Man like animated series that is folks focusing more on like the mystical side of stuff. Um, anyone who's watched like WandaVision or like Scarlet Witch and like all of that yeah. kind of has a b- general idea. And the Doctor Strange stuff
1: largely is in that category, right?
0: Um yes and no. Okay. He is technically in that category, but this game is not based solely around Doctor Strange. and also, It's based around uh, characters of Sarah, yeah. Agatha Harkness, and Lilith. Okay. And you are the undead, or sorry, <laughs> not the undead, the uh, huntress of the daughter of Lilith to once again arise and kick the crap out of your mom. Okay. Or or son, right? Because you could probably choose gender here. Yeah, or son. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I just went with girl because they were all girls. I'm like, Hey, let's keep Can't the girl say, yeah. <laughs> time. Um, yeah. Cal time.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, so how are you liking the, the social link stuff? Like hanging out, does it feel good to hang out and basically just talk to the characters? Like how is the writing here? Because you're doing so much of these conversations. Is it funny? Is it charming? Like are you like enjoying that part? It's, uh, it's funny enough because you're the undead, or
0: like you're two centuries removed. Yeah. Three centuries removed from current modern day things. Oh, so, so, so you're just
1: listening to Tony Stark like say a bunch of shit at you. You're like, a pop culture references you don't get? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> or like you're trying to watch a movie and be like, I have no idea what a Western is, but you make me watch a Western.
1: <laughs> I was like, Blade's trying to get me to listen to Depeche Mode.
0: <laughs> no, uh, Johnny Blaze is trying to... No, not Johnny Blaze. Uh, what the house? his name? Um, um, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider guy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's trying to talk to me about his car, <laughs> but I only know the concept sure. of a car. Yeah, I like my character doesn't know how to drive a car, but everything <laughs> yeah. else does.
1: Just the concept of a car That's is you get in it and you go. <laughs> how does it compare to so you uh, one of your favorite games from uh, two years ago uh, was also a Marvel game with surprisingly good writing. How does this compare to Guardians of the Galaxy uh, writing wise? Uh
0: I like The Guardians because it's more of a narrative driven game. Right. Whereas this you have to find your
1: narrative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. This is less this is hanging out. It is hanging yeah. out.
0: Um, so yeah, it's a lot of running around talking with people. Oh god damn, there's a lot of dialogue. Yeah. If you want to hear just constant nonstop dialogue, you can. <laughs> they they've recorded every single line, just so much. All the different options, so much dialogue. Yeah. But I've also run into the op the um kind of the Uh, morality system in this game, uh huh. There's a morality system where you can um connect with people and either choose the light stuff, the light side, or the dark side. Mm. You can either be happy and helpful, but you can also be kind of a bitch to everyone, paragon or
1: renegade. Got it,
0: yeah. (laughs) But here's the thing though, like if you even if you do choose one side or the other, yeah, it doesn't always um affect the characters as you want it. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm trying to, like, I'm going the, um, the the light route. So, like, when I talk to Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel gets uh, little hearts popping up everywhere, because, like, yeah, that's the light route. But then I go and talk with Magic, and every time I choose the light route, she's like, oh, negative hearts, I'm not your friend anymore. You're trying to do good stuff. <laughs> oh. I was like, ooh, are you, like, trying to tell me something here, or is this just, you don't want me to, like, toe the line here? Yeah. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, um, can't wait for more heroes to uh, join my abbey. Um, like I said, I'm running around the, the grounds right now trying to unlock everything. Just because the game, like, flat out just on the screen said, it could go and unlock everything. You don't have to continue with the story. Yeah. like, yes, I'll do that. And then about an hour into it, I was like, oh, shit, what the hell am I doing? Am I actually playing this game or am I doing the whole side quest thing? That's a good question. Yeah.
1: I mean, it depends on, I guess, how long you want to keep this game. Uh, how long, yeah. how much you want to. Are, are you going to see it through, you think? Yeah, I'm going to go back yeah.
0: and see it through. All right, cool.
1: That's Marvel Midnight Sun. Sounds fun. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard oh, yeah. good things coming out of the last year. A lot of people really like that game. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to play
0: on any hard difficulty. There's a story mode, so if you're not that in tune with the card
1: combat... You don't have to play a lot of it. You don't have to play a lot of it, yeah. Yeah, You're here for the, for the conversations, it seems like, more so. Yes. Cool. Well, that's awesome. Uh, so, uh, um, uh, less than uh, recommend and uh, recommend is, I think, what we got this week. We split even yeah, here. Yeah, split. Next week, I will talk about Dead Space. It came in a little too hot this week for me. I got it after streaming days, so I will stream that for y'all on Tuesday. So watch this space. Uh, we'll talk a lot about Dead Space remake next
2: week.
0: Yep. Um, and last thing uh, in terms of video games, Marvel Snap got a recent update. Battle we, mode. We can now battle against people. Yes, finally. Finally. Yeah. Well. So. If You jumped off that train, did you? Oh, yeah, I uninstalled
1: it oh, like damn a month it. ago. I'm done. Uh, well, it took a lot of space on my iPad. I had to get some space off, and I was like, am I realistically going to play this ever again? Was my no. 1000 like image <laughs> just like... Also, yeah, I was image? never going to get to the point where I was competitive <laughs> with you, that's for sure. So, no, it was never going to happen. Just, you know, I like the concept of that game. It was just never something I was going to spend that much time with. Yeah. It is a lot of uh,
0: grinding, but it's at least there's a lot of like
1: little dopamines of, yeah. you know, complete this mission, complete this mission. Especially not in a world where pocket card jockey is now an <laughs> iPad. Yes. That's all I want to play. But I don't have an i. I, I know. You're missing out. Right. You're missing out. Just dig up your 3DS. All
0: right. No, I have the <laughs> iPad back there. I just got to charge it. Maybe yeah. it's still out a charge.
1: Well, like I told you, I don't know if it's going to be compatible. Yeah, I know. So you might be out of luck. Anyway anyway let's move on yeah and go to the second half of the show then and talk about television and we start television with it's the sports corner and of course the big headline this week was the same big headline we've been hearing uh before from this guy well, we saw this headline last year at this yeah. time as well is he is he telling the truth this time i think he is i think he is tom brady of uh, you know some people think he's the greatest of all time when you're talking about football i don't think i agree but he has retired again uh, he is done with the game for reals this time, he says. Um, so, yeah, we had all the big headlines, all the TV spots about how great his career was and how important he was as a player and all this stuff. Do you think he's really done?
0: Yes, okay. because now that he's retired, he can go do what he actually wants to do. Be in the booth. Yeah. 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 Be in the booth. $350 million for 10 oh. years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just to be... Sunday in the booth talking about
1: football. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame him. Um, Also, he's getting older. He can't take those hits anymore.
0: Yeah. He wants to um, watch his uh, son play football now. Oh,
1: Jesus.
0: (laughs) Or so he says.
1: How much time has passed. But uh, yeah, uh, this is not surprising. He was going to do this eventually. I'm just surprised that last year's didn't stick. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, I mean, there's not really much of a story here. It's just, yeah,
0: he's done. Yep. Uh with Tom Brady retiring, this is the week of the Pro Bowl. Right. I don't know if you watch any of the Pro Bowl skill stuff. No. Flag football game is tomorrow. Okay. Currently AFC is in the lead over the NFC. Yes. And Derek Carr put on a um quite a workout performance in the uh <laughs> passing accuracy because uh he's no
1: longer gonna be on the Raiders next Ooh, year. Oh boy. <laughs> Well, while we're on the subject, we should say your Super Bowl has been decided. Yes, your championship games happened last Sunday. I actually did tune in for a little bit of of the uh, of one of these games. Mm-hmm. I, you don't texting remember you about which one? It. Uh, it was the it was the the Niners, and yeah, yeah and and yeah, we we were. Uh, I think <laughs> friend of the show Christy was baffled by how how many quarterbacks can uh, get injured before you run out. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so. We were fascinated by that for a little bit, but ultimately it was football. He decided to change the channel. Uh, but yeah, um, we have our winners. The, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles will be facing off Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in yep. the Super Bowl.
0: This is number one ranked. Um, yes. Well, in both cases. Yeah, in both cases. I will say that's yeah. not definitely ranked, but best record in the NFC will face off against the best record in the AFC. Also, yeah. first time in NFL
1: history, both starting quarterbacks are african-american cool very cool um so the question is where are you, what are you feeling how do you think about what do you think about this matchup i'm afraid this is going to be a boring game uh both defenses are pretty stout yeah that's so I'm thinking yeah it's going to be a low scoring affair unless somehow the shows off
0: which he will, which, which he is why can. I'm rooting for the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, he can. He's shown the ability that he can break through even the toughest of defenses. Yep. I think that, but again, that's kind of boring too in, in a way. But well, the love Chiefs see, win? Yeah, I would love to is see it, the though? Eagles put up more of a fight, I guess is what I'm saying. Yes, I don't want Eagles fans to win. <laughs> they are so annoying. Wow, okay. Shots fired. I'd rather have the Chiefs win than the Eagles. Hey, you know, Taylor Swift is a not on purpose. She's got the Swifties behind her. Uh, not on purpose? <laughs> what does that mean? Be? Because she was born in Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> not on purpose. She was just born there. Yeah. You know, her Eagles t-shirt hanging from the door. Yeah. You can choose <laughs> where you're born. Anyways. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Super Bowl is next Sunday. Yes. Not tomorrow. No. Uh, the but the following Sunday. Sunday. The uh, 12th?
0: Yeah, 12th. So, yeah. Tune in to that. And then... Tune in after the Super Bowl
1: for Gordon Ramsey's <laughs> yeah. next yeah. level chef. <laughs> I'm good. I'll pass on that one. Uh, let's move on to elsewhere in sports in the baseball world. Hey, it's that time again. It's time for the cover star of MLB The Show. Uh, the show 23 will come out later this year, I believe in March. Yep. And your cover star is none other than the Mariners, Jazz Chisholm Jr. Is it the Mariners or I think it... he's a Mariner. I thought he was a Ray. I thought he was a Mariner. I could be wrong. He's a fish team. He's, a, he's one of those. He's one of those. Yeah,
0: he's a... Oh, no, Marlins. He's a Marlin. Never yeah. mind. I got the wrong M team. Yeah, that's what I thought. He was
1: Florida. Yeah, anyway. Uh, so yeah, uh, congratulations uh, to, to uh, Mr. Chisel. I thought this was a neat pick. He's not necessarily one of the biggest stars in baseball, mm-hmm. but he's an up-and-comer. Yeah. And I think that, that makes him a good pick for something like this. I would. I think that this is cool, and also he's a young guy who brings a lot of energy, and I like that. I like that as a, as an idea. Yep. So uh, yeah, good uh, pick. Uh,
0: he's so young. He's only been on the Mariners or Marlins or Marlins. <laughs>
1: see, this, see, I just see why why I said that. Yeah, because they're similar in names. Yes, he's only been on the Marlins for two years. Right, two. Yeah. So yeah, uh, cool. So yeah, like I said, also they confirmed that um, once again this will be coming to Game Pass. Yes. Um, day one, and yeah. once again. No PC version still. Hmm. So, they, even though they announced that part of this deal was the MLB wanted the show to be on PC. He only played 60 games last year? Wow. Well, I'm sure going oh. into next year, maybe he'll play more. Uh, but yeah, basically, um, I thought it was a neat pick. But yeah, we'll talk more about the show probably when it comes out. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, Miami. Meanwhile, in baseball news... That was baseball news. <laughs> well, no. There's something else uh, here you have. Oh,
0: Yes. So, uh, Red Sox
1: manager Alex Cora is putting out
0: a new book. Mm -hmm. A new book is coming out, uh, titled, Winning Fixes Everything. And if
1: that title didn't already uh, tip you off to the content of the book, book, it looks like uh, he's uh, just basically saying whatever the hell he wants to here. And, in fact, even bragging (laughs) about the 2017 Astros cheating scandal in which he was involved. Yes, uh, Uh, because uh, following uh, the
0: Astros winning in 2017... Alex Cora then became the Red Sox manager in 2018. Right. While he was there as a Red Sox manager, Mm -hmm. uh, he would frequently get um, drunk. Yeah. And then brag (laughs) to anyone who would listen that,
1: uh, quote, we stole that effing championship. So, you know, say what you will about what people say, especially under the influence of alcohol. You know, like, obviously that's not, like, evidence you can take to court. Mm -hmm. But what we can say is... That sure sounds like somebody who helped a team cheat. And that sure does corroborate a lot of other evidence that we have uh, that there was some sort of cheating happening there. So this is the continued story of Astros fans. Look at, look at, just look at what's look at the proof out here. Just Look at all of this. And then tell me if you still feel comfortable rooting for that team. Well,
0: it's not <laughs> just that, but look at who's still hired by certain teams
1: right like
0: alex cora still being hired by the red sox i mean honestly those
1: shit like this never actually changes that kind
0: of well because after even after all this came out that um the only people who got anything were a couple of the managers were suspended for a year and that was it that was it
1: um this is the baseball equivalent of of uh, OJ Simpson's If I Did It. Yes. That's basically what this is. It's just like, yeah, you're gonna put out a book that says basically this this is exactly how this would have gone down. Yeah. And still it's not gonna change anything because they're just like they're just, you know, they're just things that you can't do. That's not concrete enough for the league to actually take action for.
0: Right. But you know, our whole thing about it is that because they cheated, yeah, everyone got paid, yeah. and the people mm-hmm. who didn't uh, didn't end up winning. Didn't get paid. Yeah. Didn't uh, like have the records like yeah. the Dodgers. um,
1: Should have had a better
0: record. Right. Should have had a World Series. As much as have you, because because
1: you're right. It's a trickle down, right? Because like. You can say, oh, it was just a World Series for one year. But no, that's not how baseball works. Mm-hmm. Your performance directly affects how much money goes into your team. It also affects the standings of your division, which depends on how much money they put into their teams. Mm-hmm. If the other teams, basically, the since we're in the the, the, the same division, we can say this with confidence. Yes. The rest of the teams in the division have to then change to like to battle the strength of the astros and then that affects us too Mm -hmm. so if one if one thing happens if they cheat to win and maybe continue to cheat to win who knows um then that affects that affects the entire league at some point that just i don't know it makes me mad steroids oh sorry (laughs) it just makes me mad is all i have to say is like yeah it just, uh, it just pisses me off. Mm. The Astros piss me off. That's all. Well, Anyways. Anyways, Ronald pisses me off. What?
0: Putting in a racetrack where a football stadium is supposed to be. All right. Tell me about the Clash of the Coliseum. <laughs> it's back. It's back. Yes. It happened last year. Uh, NASCAR <laughs> is once again in Los Angeles, but since they can't race on the streets <laughs> due to everyone else racing on the streets already, Right. also <laughs> LA traffic, Yeah. Uh, they, they are there. racing within the LA Coliseum. Again, Again, the Clash at the Coliseum Part 2. Yeah. Um, last year's winner, Joey Logano, uh, went on to win the NASCAR Championship that year. So there may be a precedent of whoever wins tomorrow that they are now the frontrunner uh, to win the entire thing. Yeah, could happen. And that's why I have money on Ross the Boss, Watermelon Van Chance saying.
1: Yeah, always. You always have. You always have Mr. Watermelon. Yes, the Watermelon
0: Man brand is strong. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I guess look
1: forward to that, question
0: mark. Yep. (laughs) All right. And then um, lastly in sports, um, we mentioned that the Pro Bowl game is happening right now for um, football. Yep. NHL All-Star game is also currently happening for
1: hockey. We talked about that last week in anticipation of it. Other than that... um, yeah, that's pretty much uh, sports. Anything else in sports happening uh, right now? Oh, uh, sports entertainment, the Royal Rumble happened. Um, I'm sure you've thoughts about that. Yeah, we don't have to put that here. We forward. don't have to do
0: that here. Yes. Uh, the World Baseball Classic is quickly approaching. Yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see how that is. Yep, uh, all pitchers and catchers that are participating in the World Baseball Classic uh, will report on
1: February 13th. The interesting thing about this is that it has crossover with spring training. Yes. So that means that you will see, uh, you won't see your star players potentially if they have, uh, like, in your spring training games if they're at the World Baseball Classic. So I know for Angels' purposes, for example, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani are both involved in this. Yep. So they probably won't be in a whole lot of spring training games.
0: Right. To a certain time. To a certain point. Because they report on the 13th for the World Baseball Classic, whereas everyone else who's not in it reports on the 15th and 17th. Which is the majority of the teams. It's just that,
1: in our case, we just happen to have two of the best players in baseball that are going to be gone. (laughs) Yes. It just so happens. Oh, no. Um, We might
0: not win the Cactus
1: League. (laughs) Although, I feel like maybe I don't even need to say of the anymore. I think we can just say, probably, officially, those are the two best players in baseball. Uh, Aaron. Cramit Judge. Judge. (laughs) He shouldn't have won that MVP. I'm gonna keep saying it. He shouldn't have won. Otani had a better season than his MVP season last year. Period. But Look he, at the stats.
0: But he had the home run record. That's all anyone Look cares about. At
1: the stats, it's a home run record, home run, run record is
0: all anyone cares about. You're telling me. Yes, I'm telling, telling you. I am telling you. Home <laughs> run record is all that anyone cares about. Oh, that's
1: so disappointing. Speaking of disappointing, speaking of disappointing. Oh man, I can't wait till baseball season. There's So much we can talk about. But yeah, yes, so much we'll to be there. disappointed about. Yeah, so much to oh. be disappointed <laughs> about. Uh, uh, all right. First, let's, let's get our
0: disappointment over with the Super Bowl And yes, uh, then we'll be disappointed with the baseball Yeah, <laughs> the disappointment in sports
1: is a, is a uh, multi-step process
0: Speaking of multi-step processes
1: Well, Netflix is in the news this week As we move into television news here um, As, well, your scheme that you're letting all your friends and family Getting uh, access to your Netflix account Well, days maybe are numbered for that At least in Netflix's case, they really hope so they is, are, slash, will, slash, maybe, who knows, be cutting down on password sharing. Probably. We've, <laughs> we kind of talked about this a couple yeah. of weeks ago, but some things came up that kind of made it more concrete. Yeah, something actually happened this week, and then quickly was removed. Yes. Netflix has, uh, basically, was, at some point this week, posted on their official website an, a new password policy uh, that would say, basically... Um, You don't have it in the story, but I'm going to basically say what uh, what it was. The policy is that your
0: home account needs to connect to your home Wi-Fi at least once within
1: 30 days. So basically, how they track that is from IP address, is that they can identify the IP address says, okay, your device, oh, it's by a device too, so that your device basically pings and says, okay, cool, I'm at the billing address, or the the address that's associated with this account, Mm -hmm. we're good, and then you'll have another 30 days. The exception, of course, is if, say, your parents, you know, who live in a different state, let's say, uh, log in and their device pings, it's going to say, hey, wait a minute, this isn't the address that's associated with the account, and then will basically be blocked uh, from using it going forward until it pings back into the location that it recognizes. Mm-hmm. There are exceptions to this. Apparently, there's a way to set up a guest seven-day pass This is there, they said, for um, people who are, like, going on vacation and want to have their Netflix account in a hotel or something. Um, So there are exceptions to this. It's not, like, hard and fast rule. And there are ways where they were even thinking about doing, like, oh, and they'll also get maybe, like, a coupon code to set up a cheaper account for themselves for, like, a month or so to give discount and incentivize them to make their own accounts if they're doing it, Mm -hmm. if they're using someone else's. Well, this was all up on their website, And then, uh, mysteriously taken down. A Netflix spokesperson clarified that the new guidelines are not applicable to the United States quite yet. They said, quote, for a brief time yesterday, a Help Center article containing information that is only applicable to Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru went live in other countries, the spokesperson said. Adding, we have since updated it, and by updating them, they just struck it from that section they just Good. took all that, that stuff out so but not before the internet got a hand on it so yeah of course passed it around spread fast on the internet and this of course did i think you a lot, a lot of people being baffled by it a lot of people saying well, you can just get around with this with VPN. VPN. i don't think everybody's smart enough though to use a VPN. it's even i'm even confused and baffled by how that's supposed to work so i've never used one well, you just log in from your computer or your device. Yeah, but, like, but it's there's so many devices steps. you need to worry yes. about. That's why I'm like, I don't want to try it. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, anyway. Um, so, yeah, it's, like, it, it's complicated, and I think it's, it's also dumb. Like, whatever. People are always going to figure out a way to share it. Nothing like this is even going to stop it. So, but what it actually means from Netflix's point of view is, no, they absolutely fully intend on putting this in the U.S. as well. I'm sure that this is a plan that they mm-hmm. have. I'm sure that this was just their excuse to be like, oh, well, this was a kind of a PR nightmare for us. Let's maybe rework it, maybe think about it for another month, and then re- reintroduce it. And that's why Reed Hastings left as CEO. Maybe. It's probably part of it, keeping one of the blamed. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we knew this was coming. This is a, Now we at least know how they're going to implement it. And will it make a difference, and will it save Netflix? Absolutely not.
0: No. But what they are carrying on saving Netflix is that you can now have your audio in... Spatial audio. Uh, yay. Only for like the top tier <laughs> pricing, though.
1: Oh, uh, well, I mean, I'm already paying that because I have 4K TV, so. Yeah. I'll try it out. <laughs> yes. Take one for the team. Uh,
0: only for limited um, selection of okay. titles, though.
1: So. I mean, hey, I have as It's I have, rolling. A, I have a Dolby Atmos setup, so I can try it out. I know. It's set I'll up let y'all for know. you. <laughs> Just for me. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I don't know what I would watch on Netflix to take advantage of that. Don't be at Mosa Gretzko, let's do it. <laughs> Anyways. Alright, so that's Netflix. Let's move on to another streaming story this week. Paramount is making a major change, change to its linear and streaming businesses, merging Paramount Plus and Showtime in both areas. In connection with the changes, executives warm, warned of likely layoffs and changes to programming to follow in the changing weeks or coming weeks. For starters, both the Showtime Linear Pay TV channel. And the premium tier of Paramount Plus will be rebranded as Paramount Plus with Showtime. That's a terrible name. Yeah. Other changes like the pricing and plan for merging accounts for people with both Showtime and Paramount Plus will also come in the next few weeks. So my understanding is how this worked prior to this is Showtime streaming app was basically a separate thing. It is and so as it stands right now it, you could have gotten
0: it on any other streaming right. like hulu uh,
1: prime apple yeah as like an uh, add-on yes this will remove that this will basically lump it in with paramount plus you'll just have one place that you can log in to get all of that content yep i think that we were probably three months away from them just taking out the with showtime part altogether and just having a showtime like section in paramount plus like they should they should have just done that but i don't know why Maybe they think they have too much faith in the Showtime brand, which I don't think anybody does.
0: Yeah.
1: So as somebody who recently got a hands-on Showtime content, how do you feel about
0: this? Uh, well, with this recent merger, means you can watch two of the best films from last year hey. on one network. If you want to pay for Paramount Plus. They've got Premium. Marcel Michel's shoes on? Hmm? You yes. Just, you said the best movies. Well, they have that. They also have they do, everything everywhere <laughs> all at once. Oh, well. And they have Top Gun Maverick. And there's no accounting for taste.
1: Uh,
0: but there's accounting for <laughs> box office receipts. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: so yeah i think it's a good move i think just streamlining and making it easier uh, especially in a world where nobody under 50 cares about showtime
0: right it's more <laughs> consolidation than anything yeah um why they never did this in the first place is once again why they yeah. ever went with cbs all
1: access all right who knows honestly uh
0: just people up top thinking they know what brand is yeah. but more popular than the others yeah all right well, that does it for television news. Let's, just some quick short bits for TV there.
1: Yeah, and we got a real, speaking of short, real short thoughts here. Uh, didn't really watch a whole lot of TV, uh, except for a couple things. I just remembered something else, but I don't need to actually talk talk about it. Uh, Christy and I decided to jump on the Bachelor train. You. This is why he I is. texted you yes. about this. Turns out the Bachelor this season is from fucking Anaheim Hills. <laughs> and so I was like, that's hilarious. Well, he went to Sir Wright. <laughs> yeah, well... You know, nobody's <laughs> Yeah. So when he touched me, that, I'm like, yeah. what? Well, My co- neck of the woods. So, so yeah, Christy brought this up because there was a bit in the second episode where he took his date to his house, his parents' house. Yeah. And I was like, that looks like a familiar cul-de-sac. Really? <laughs> I was like, wait, wait. wait. I feel like I've been here. And then she said, oh, well, he's from like Anaheim Hills. I was like, he's from what? And yeah, I, I Googled it. I was like, oh, I got him tagged Mike. Not to dox your family or anything, but anyway. Doxified.
0: <laughs> anyway, I, <laughs> Anyways, I dox with like... myself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you live at no. Um, so yeah, I thought that was funny. I don't know. It's silly. Like I, I, I. Seen... You realize the bachelor, her, her bachelor her are silly. Yeah, the whole thing is silly. Yes. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how far we get into that season. It's ridiculous. But no, what we really want to talk about is so yeah, celebrity Jeopardy. Yes. Or as Christy and I call it, thanks to a TikTok we saw, Celebrity Jeopardy. Celebrity Jeopardy. Celebrity Jeopardy uh, is uh, finally ended this week. We had our final, uh, which, spoiler alert, was between uh, Patton Oswalt, uh, Ike Barinholtz, and Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton, yes. Will Wheaton. Exactly, yes, that's the joke. Um, And yeah, and we have our big finale. Um, Ike Barinholtz only won by a dollar. Yeah,
0: surprise Patton Oswalt. Barely, Uh, barely didn't win. Didn't win, yeah, I was
1: surprised by that. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, hey, Pat Oswald is always surprising here in the Boat podcast. Well, he did hit two daily doubles back to back. He did and bet it all. Yes. almost. Well, he didn't bet it all the second time. If he, he yes, had, he, he should would have, have. He should have because he would have won. Yes. Um. Well, maybe not because the thing with Ike's bet is that he didn't bet it all. Is right. that he could have bet more. He chose not to. Right. He, he just by. bet enough to he, do one dollar above Patton's. Total. He did the math. Yeah, he did the math.
0: Yeah, but um, no, he also got the third daily double in the.
1: Triple, uh, in the triple-double, yeah. uh, match. <laughs> triple, triple Jeopardy. Triple Jeopardy. Whatever. So, uh, overall, I think I've settled what, what my thoughts are about the, the division now between the primetime stuff and the television stuff. Yes. I think they should keep it, Ken Jennings does Daytime and, uh, what's your name? Uh, Mayim My Mayim Bialik uh, sticks to the more loose primetime shows. Yeah. Because I think that she works when she can bounce off of the other comedians. Mm -hmm. She's an actor. She's a comedian. makes sense when she has that dynamic. Ken couldn't do it the same way. I feel like Ken is better suited in the traditional Jeopardy role. So, fingers crossed that they keep it this way, and they don't bring Liam back to the daytime.
0: I mean, they will when Ken
1: needs a break. I guess so, but I'm hoping that they don't. Yes. So, Um... we'll see, but... I think that's where I'm at right now with the division yeah, of...
0: That's kind of where talent. they settled that as well, that yeah. Ken, that uh, Miami Bialik would do the primetime kind of specialty of it.
1: Yeah, I think she's best set for yeah. that kind of thing. Anyway, but either, either way, it was a fun time. It was a good little distraction. Um, and, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah,
0: my doctor actually liked Celebrity Jeopardy because she actually <laughs> knew most of the categories. Oh, yeah, no, it's so much easier. It's so easy. It's so much easier than
1: regular <laughs> Jeopardy. Oh, my God. Anyway. Uh, then yeah, um... Then you, did you end up watching, finishing Poker Face? So, finishing, we haven't watched Thursday's episode. So I'm caught up, except for the most recent. Okay. We watched the first drop of four.
0: Alright, so you watched up to uh, the Heavy Metal one.
1: Yes, and you know, yeah, no, it continues being really strong. Mm -hmm. I loved every single episode of that thing. I really like the formula. It is a little formulaic. I think by episode four, I was like, okay, I get the exact structure of these scripts. Yeah. Which, of course, it's designed to be that way. And I'm maybe hoping that maybe as the series goes on, and I think the preview maybe hints at this, that it'll get a little less predictable and there'll be more kind of hooks reminding you of the overarching plot. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I still enjoy it. And I still think the things on the fringes are still creative enough and they're having fun with the setups that I still enjoyed every single one. The guest stars are always routinely wonderful. And I like that the setting changes so so drastically each episode, yeah. No, I I still think it's an excellent show, and I really I'm really enjoying watching it. But yeah, it just it, it's becoming more of a formula as it goes on. Were you able to get okay. Christy on board? Oh yeah, no, Christy, Christy and I are watching together, yeah. and she yeah, she loves it. Okay, I only asked because you said
0: she fell asleep the first time.
1: Yeah, I know. She I think that <laughs> like again, I think it was really just Adrian Brody's long ass speech. Oh, okay, um, I think the rest of it she's been more engaged in because it's less. Also, that first episode really took its time. Yeah. because there was a lot to set up
0: It was also an hour and a half compared yeah, to the exactly. hour like everything else
1: So that I think helps is that that these are a little bit more snappy mm-hmm. especially with how it's set up It's like okay let's set everything up the crime occur- it happens and then it's then you finally get to okay okay Charlie woke up what are we gonna do now yes <laughs> <laughs> what's she up to So
0: yeah it's been fun. Uh, I really enjoy it yes uh, doctor has also been watching it and enjoying it. Um, by the third episode, the barbecue one, yeah, she's yeah. trying to figure it out by the start, yeah. like halfway through, like in the beginning, she was like, Oh, I bet that's
1: how that happened.
0: Yeah, oh, I bet that's what that happens. Oh, I know she's into it now.
1: Yeah, it's really fun to just like take mental note of every single thing that happens because yes. you know that she's gonna notice every single little thing and it's going to bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Like she's gonna like take note, like you. Even the smallest little things, she's gonna notice, and it's going mm-hmm. to go to her figuring it out. Yeah, it's fun. It's like a little puzzle box every week. Well, from now on, I guess. Yeah, um, excited to have that as a weekly show now. Yep, every Thursday. Yeah, cool. Anything else? I mean, we don't. We already kind of more or less talked about The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. This week was a very special episode. Uh, just watch it. Just trust me. I'm not gonna tell you anything. It got review bombed hard because it was that good. Yeah, exactly. You should know at this point that if that happens, then people are just being dumb. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's really good. It's interesting because of how different it was from. The rest it was of the series. first break from yeah what the video game did and yeah made it its own episode. It, yeah, but I feel like it still worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it. I'm starting to develop my feelings overall about this further, and I'm still I'm still where I was. Uh, like what I, I still stand by what I said last time, which is might be a better television show than a video game i'm still i'm I'm gonna wait until it's over and see how they do the ending because that's especially interesting with how they do the ending i'm gonna see Mm -hmm. uh like we'll see what happens but like where am i right now i don't know i feel like this television show is proving that maybe this always should have been a series
0: Uh, hey i mean who was gonna give neil Druckmann a hundred million (laughs) dollars to develop development hey
1: now he's earned it now he can do something
0: else yep all right he had to make that money on his own 10 years ago yeah and then re-release it again. <laughs> and then re-release it again within 10 years. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: interesting recontextualizing that the story of this game also post an actual pandemic. Yes, I thought about that a lot with this episode mm-hmm. as well where I'm like, oh, it's very interesting too when they wrote this in 2013, like their base story for this, they didn't know this was actually going to happen or like a version of this. Yes. Not nearly as bad, but a version of this was actually going to happen in real life.
0: I did see one thing online that people need to, um, when the pandemic happened, around when the pandemic happened when the um uh last of us happens <laughs> uh that happens in 2002 right and the world is different from where it was oh yeah especially starting in this episode um because gay marriage wasn't a thing right yet. yeah yeah no that's yeah. a good point i had to be
1: reminded of that, that yeah that's yeah. only been around since 2004
2: right yeah
1: it's it's yeah um it's hard to remember that or hard to recall that even here in California, which seems like it's very progressive, took us still we were still dealing with prop eight. Yes. In two thousand eight. Yep. As late as that, we were still trying to deal with bullshit like that. So yeah.
0: Anyway. And, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see like all the different um technology that hadn't progressed in, <laughs> like zero definitions of a Blu ray right, at right, all right. yeah. In no, that like, universe.
1: No H D television, no, <laughs> yes. nothing
0: none of that. Yep. Don't, don't show me no flat screens out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't
1: have them. Well, I mean, they had like those big chunky ones.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway. All right, let's move on. Into uh, cancellations th- and renewables. Yeah. So, what am I no longer watching? The Mysterious Benedict Society. Oh, boy, are you excited? I'm sure. Um, Is canceled after two seasons yes, of Disney Plus. It should not have gotten the second season. Yeah, you were right. They finally realized, they finally listened to the podcast and yes. was like, you know what? He's right. Yes. Meanwhile, on S.T.A.R.S., PowerBook 2, Colin Ghost, gets a fourth season. Mm-hmm. Akaboko on, thir- uh, on Apple TV+, gets a third season. American Gigolo, canceled after one season on Showtime. Let the Right One End the series, canceled after one season on Showtime. Three Women, canceled after one season on Showtime.
0: Yeah, I think that was all a part of the um, merger. Okay.
1: <laughs> yep, that makes sense. Hulu. This was a sad one for you. Yes. It was on your top five this year. It was number five, but yes. <laughs> Still made it. Hulu's reboot will not be rebooted. Canceled after one season. Yeah. They are shopping it around, though, so yep. we'll see if that gets picked up somewhere else.
0: I have my doubts. Yes. Wow. And I'm also, sure it's not
1: cheapest. My I'm sure it's not the cheapest show. It's got some big names on it. Yeah, Paul Reiser. Paul Reiser he demands a certain level of quality. <laughs> uh, Kindred canceled on FX after one season. La Brea on NBC, a hit for them, gets a third season. Where can they go? Yeah. It's already a mystery. More tar. Yeah. Um, Hulu is uh, finally confirmed that they are greenlighting li- green the reboot of King of the Hill. So it will return soon. Yep, this is, of the course, a year season.
0: after uh the mike judge animation studio
1: bandera right yes was announced Oh, well, and yeah also follows in the footsteps of the uh popular beavis and butthead reboot yep so yeah so there you go yep. so, i mean we've we kind of called this it like, had to be dudes in this. oh yeah no it was due it was gonna happen yeah but uh, yeah hulu has put a full series to order now yes meanwhile also on showtime Dexter, colon, New Blood, which I guess is a spinoff of Dexter, canceled it, after two seasons. It wasn't
0: a spinoff, it was the continuation. Oh, okay. Like, ten years after
1: Dexter ended.
0: For two seasons, no one cared.
1: Yeah. Prime Video renewed the Terminal List for a second season. Paramount Plus is bringing back Transformers Earth Spark for a second season. Yes. NBC has now said the Blacklist's tenth season will be its
0: last that will air later this year. No confirmed date on when that will occur.
1: There you go. HBO Max has canceled Pennyworth after three seasons. I assume that this has to do with them rethinking all of the the Batman stuff. Yes, which we will get to in movies. Yes. The Cleaning Lady on Fox has been renewed for a third season. Mm -hmm. Kingdom Business on BET Plus has been renewed for a second season. Peacock, I guess they didn't listen to your podcast last week, has, is bringing back the traitors for se- a second season. Well, that's okay. Just
0: like the mysterious Benedict Society, it will <laughs> be canceled after yeah, a second that season.
1: Hulu has confirmed there will be a second season of Marvel's Hit Monkey. Yeah, sure. With Jason Sudeikis as the Hit Monkey, why not? And then on CBS, so help me Todd, gets a second season, and that Night Court reboot will get a second season. Yeah, that's on NBC. That's on NBC, sorry. Yes, you're correct. Yes. Um, Regardless, they both seem like the same thing to me. I don't care. Yes. <laughs> so there you go. Sickov's coming back. Then we have a couple of deaths here, three deaths. Uh, first up, Lisa Loring, age 64. Actress, was in The Addams Family, Blood Frenzy, and the World, and As the World Turns. The original Wednesday Addams. There you go. Annie Wershing, age 45 actress was in 24 the last of us runaways and Bosch. not the current running the last of us i want to mention here yes she was the voice and motion capture actress for tess in the video game yes the The 2013 yes 2013 yes 2013 so yeah and the original the original tess yeah so yeah that's a sad one age 45 is very young and then lastly barrett strong age 81 a singer Money, that's what I want. Money! that's, what I want. that's what, And yes. songwriter, uh, I heard it through the grapevine, and pop was a rolling Stones. So yes, a, a town staple. Yes. Uh, lost at 81. So there you go. Strong. Strong. Let's move on to the last section of the show today, movies. And we always start the movie section with the weekend box office numbers. No surprise here. Quiet, quiet box office week again with number one, Avatar, The Way of Water making another 16 million dollars that's at 620 that did pass
0: uh star wars force awakens yep so it's now number four of yes, the top
1: five. i believe you're right yeah number two puss in boots the last wish still hanging out 10.5 million dollars that's at 140 number three pathon pathan pathan i don't know 6.8 million dollars give and then your number four a man called Otto, still here 6.6 million dollars that's at 45 domestic and m3 point 6.2 million dollars 82 total for m3 gen in case you're wondering about fear debuted 1.2 million dollars way down at number 12 wah, 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 wah. this week new releases well not much if you want to see titanic again uh james cameron's got your back It'll be a 25th anniversary uh, screening at certain theaters, I believe. Yeah, um,
0: 25th anniversary of the film's release, yes. not of the Titanic. No,
1: <laughs> right, obviously, a lot longer than 25. Yes. But yeah, 25th anniversary of Titanic, the film. And then, um, then uh, something called Consecration, which appears to be a horror movie.
0: It's a horror movie. Um, it's a horror movie set within a church setting. Hey, what do you know? Another one of those. Another one of those. But those are new releases. This well, week. that's also because it's. Uh, well, sorry, no, it's not even Super Bowl weekend. No, or <laughs> it's not. It's just that still. It's, Wait, no, um... it will be. Yeah, because that's next week. Next week will be Super Bowl. Oh, weekend. You're right, and that's yeah. why it's uh, no one's Titanic and consecration. No one's leaving their house.
1: No, nope, everyone's planning for a Super Bowl. Yes. Well, speaking of planning. James Gunn isn't planning for the Super Bowl, but what he is planning, though, is the future of DC so Universe. technically he's planning for the Super Bowl because <laughs> I'm going to have to assume that the Flash oh, has to be, right has to have a Super Bowl spot. It has to, <sighs> unfortunately. So, yes, this was the biggest news in movies this week. This was also something long-awaited. James Gunn has been expected to make this announcement for a while, ever since he was given the, the reins. Yep. Well, he's finally announced the slate of upcoming films as co-head of DC Films. Uh, films slash TV shows, as we'll yeah. get into it. Yeah, the whole universe of things. Yes. This starts with the upcoming Flash film and establishing DC Elseworld for DC projects that are not not part of the main DCU. This basically gives them excuses to say, oh, well, this stuff also exists in this, but it's a different continuity.
0: It's kind of like how Marvel does the what if.
1: Yeah, but uh. if... But what if stories were full fledged films or television? Shows? Yes. It just gives an episode. them an out. This is smart because you are going to have creatives who are going to want to tell different stories. Right. Uh, so these Allsburg projects will include the already filmed Shazam Fairy of the Gods, Blue Beetle, and Aquaman in The Last Kingdom. Unless as, they do really well. Yes. As well <laughs> as the already announced film for The Batman 2, starring Robert Battinson, J.J. <laughs> Abrams Black Superman, and Joe Her 2, starring Walking Phoenix. As, many, as well as any animated DC shows, like the currently still-running Teen Titans Go! And, of course, Harley Quinn on it, HBO Max. Yes,
0: it's important to note that he is lumping in the animated shows yes. as well. Going forward. Going forward, because he announced that any animated projects that they're going to do, they want to hire voice actors yeah. who can play the
1: live-action version of them as well. Yes, so what we know so far is what he's referring to as Chapter 1 for the proper new DCU. Mm-hmm. Yes, not phase. Chapter. <laughs> yes. Smart. Uh chapter one will have a title, Gods and Monsters. And like you said, we'll span both TV and films. I want to note here also video games. He says that video game projects also moving forward will be in the same continuity unless otherwise stated.
0: But he did but there were no video games announced during this
1: chapter yes. one? Because after every video game podcast I listened to this week said the same shit, which is This is a tricky thing for him to say because as much as he'd want this, video game development takes a whole lot lot longer than television and movie development. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be way harder for that to be as linked as he'd like it to be.
0: Yes, but what I think he's meaning is video game companions. Like, for example, you put out a video game prequel that establishes a um, kind of backstory to your main villain. That way when they get introduced either down the line or as like the ending of a phase, like a Thanos style, you already have kind of that background Yeah, in the
1: video game. Maybe something like that. Yeah. Regardless, interesting, I thought, as like a little asterisk there. So anyway, your TV shows will include Creature Commandos, Waller, Lanterns, Wonder Woman Paradise Lost, and Booster Gold uh the it's not technically titled
0: wonder woman it just takes place in wonder woman the universe. universe
1: so it's got that title
0: yeah paradise the actual title is paradise lost but not to be confused with yeah the, at Paradise uh, Lost. yeah at paradise lost <laughs> it's uh based off of the wonder woman therm, thermoschira uh-huh. uh lanterns is about the green lantern court um james gunn said that this will be True Detective in space. <laughs> okay, all right. And we'll tie into the larger main themes of Gods and Monsters. Okay. Waller, uh, once again, bring back Viola Davis as the only con- continuity rolling yeah, over. That's funny. As Amanda Waller, and Creature Commandos, which is an going to be an animated show about the different like creatures of the night teaming up together Eh. it's a weird one all right so basically whatever universal is supposed to do with the dark universe Um, yeah this is that this is that basically except in dc yes okay fair enough and then uh booster gold is Imposter syndrome he's a man (laughs) from the future with future tech who Uh goes back in time to current day got it and just blows everyone's mind because he has future tech
1: right fair enough
0: uh, voiced by Jeremy Piven in the animated series.
1: Oh, probably not here. No, definitely not here. <laughs> I just thought that was a fun fact to throw yeah. into there. Then, as for films uh, moving forward, we have Superman Legacy, The Authority, mm-hmm. The Brave and the Bold, Supergirl colon, Woman of Tomorrow, and Swamp Thing. That's right. There are two different
0: Superman, two yeah. different Kryptonian stories <laughs> being told. Yeah, uh, Superman Legacy has the date of 2025. Okay. Uh, James Gunn is currently working on the script. No one has been cast as Superman yet. Well, we'll see. But we will be soon. I expect that announcement by the end of the year. Okay. If, if they especially want to keep that 2025 release date. Uh, the Brave and the Bold is the Batman film separate from Robert Pattinson. Okay. Um, and Matt Reeves is The Batman 2. Whatever that is going to be. Um, Brave and the Bold is going to be Batman and his son, Damian Wayne. Not the comedian. Yeah,
1: Damian Waynes.
0: Yes. Uh, (laughs) uh, Damian Wayne, who... Dad is Batman and mom is Talia Al Ghul. Okay. Um, Got it. So, yeah. They have a kid together and that's Damian and now it's... uh, it's going to be Batman basically training Damien to be his
1: new Robin. Oh, so Batman Beyond.
0: Uh, not <laughs> quite. Because that was Terry.
1: And uh, that was a whatever.
0: That was using Batman's blood sure. to make a clone.
1: whatever. I don't know that shit. <laughs> That's what
0: I'm telling you. Uh, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow <laughs> is going to be separate from the DC, um, right. or the, the Flash series Supergirl. Uh-huh. More of a hardened supergirl story okay. uh, swamp thing is a technically a Nexus event um, crossing over okay. where things that happen in the swamp is kind of like leads to all else worlds okay. out there right and then the authority yeah well that, what's the authority uh, <laughs> it is suicide squad if they are always in the right and not technically oh. villains okay um, it's the best way to describe it is um, Jack Nicholson from A Few Good Men.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: That's how James Gunn described it. All right. All right. Sure. Where they will do the questionable things to get the, um, the better results. Uh-huh. Okay.
1: Kind of an ends justify, the, don't justify the means. Kind of, or no. Do, yeah. wait. Yes. Yes, do justify do the and means. justify the means. Got it. All right. But they're
0: uh, built out of a eclectic collection of different super-powered heroes that nobody's really heard
1: of got it okay so uh as someone with more col- uh, comic book knowledge than me is this exciting uh, especially considering that, the, that at least there's a direction here unlike before that's probably the most exciting yeah. part That at
0: least there's a direction here and it's pulling in from some of the weirder dc yeah, stuff yeah it's definitely places i didn't think they would go but that's also kind of what Marvel did with yeah, with making right. Iron Man
1: kind of the yeah, focal point. it was with a risk back Thor then. Yeah, it feels safe. Focal point. You're right. It feels safe now, but it was a risk. You're right. Yeah. T- focusing on those heroes instead of just immediately. Well, I mean, there were legal reasons why they could do this, but immediately going back to Spider Man. Right, Spider Man or yeah. Fantastic Four or any X Men. It also reminds me of kind of the risk that they took with Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah, and that was James Gunn that too. Was James Gunn. It was like, yeah, let's take this like crew of superheroes that most people aren't familiar with and make them household names. So well, don't they forget,
0: did. they were trying to get Edgar Wright's Ant-Man
1: going right. since 2006
0: right. before it finally, yeah. well, what, he was booted off the project. Yeah, <laughs> it
1: ended up being his thing anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I, so I, yeah, you're right. It's, it's Tim Gunn, or Tim Gunn, Jesus. Wow. <laughs> James. James Gunn. <laughs> yeah, they have to do a, a, a fashion show in the middle of it. No, uh, James Gunn, you're right, following the template that he helped Marvel accomplish. Yes, but either way, Tim Gunn or James Gunn, he's going to make it work. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Exactly. All right. So it is exciting because it is very different, especially coming from Marvel. That's not what I expected. Yeah. And I think that's what most people are excited for is that it's going to be so different, but the promise of continuity,
1: I think, is what most people are going to be excited for. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Let's move on, though. We have one more television story to wrap up the day here. Or television, Jesus. A film story to wrap up the day today. Um, We have another biopic, another music biopic on our hands. What? This one is about none other than the controversial Michael Jackson. Director Antoine Fuqua... Training Day,
0: Emancipation,
1: among other things.
0: Well, training day, but that was also like twenty years ago. Yes. Still
1: trading off that Biologia. name, by the way. Has signed on to direct Michael, a biopic on the singer, Michael Jackson, from screenwriter John Logan, who wrote Skyfall and Ringo. Wow, uh, Ringo. Yeah. And well, pro- technically he also wrote Gladiator. Oh sure, yes. But yeah. And produced by Graham King, who produced Bohemian Rhapsody. Biopic Extraordinary. The King of Pop will be played by the late icon's 26-year-old nephew, Jafar Jackson. The singer and songwriter is the son of Jermaine Jackson, who, of course, is the brother of Michael and a member of the Jackson 5. Early reports are that the film will not shy away from the controversies of Jackson's life. The pedophile accusations mm-hmm. that, of course, haunted his latest years, up to his death in 2009 at age 50, from cardiac arrest caused by a cocktail of sedatives. We all know this. We all lived through it. Is well, currently... not all, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think any 13-year-olds are <laughs> watching this. <laughs> but they will be watching the Michael Jackson film when it yeah, comes maybe. out. Fuqua is currently finishing the Equalizer 3 with Denzel Washington in Italy. Wow. And then he will turn his attention to this one. Production will begin later this year, and we've heard that Fuqua will draft his An- Emancipation and Equalizer 3 cinematographer, Robert Richardson, to be by his side. So they're bringing in some big guns here. Yes. Some talent. Uh, coming into this project Um, and it is heartening, I think if you're going to tell the story to tell all of it and not sugarcoat it and I really hope that that's the direction they take here. The Jackson estate is going to be
0: involved. Which worries me. On the uh, music
1: selected though. Yeah, I mean of course because of course that's the part that they care about the most. Right. They're going to want, you know, if you're going to make this you have to have all of the music. Mm -hmm. You have to get all of it because otherwise this is not story
0: right well i mean we just saw with elvis how they use the music throughout the film
1: you got to do it you got to do it Mm -hmm. just like bohemian rhapsody did it yep like i think there are ways that this could be good um it just depends on again that accuracy how close they are going to get to the actual the accusations the controversy the complicated life that michael led i think overall looking at, like at it as a package, like, mm-hmm. it's a dark story. It's a really dark story with moments of huge success and stardom and celebrity that's peppered throughout with some really messed up stuff. It does seem like they're going to
0: swing big here, especially Hopefully, with yeah. Antoine Fu- Fuqua. <laughs> I'm sorry? <Huh? laughs> Antoine what?
1: Huh? Huh? Fuqua? Fuqua. Fuqua. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, as director... <laughs> Um, he doesn't shy away from right. the harsh scenes. I hope that's the direction they take it. See, Training Day yeah. and Emancipation.
1: Yeah, I think if they do it right, this could be uh, this could be good. Yes, uh, I'm, yeah, but I'm, I'm depending on the involvement of the family. Cautiously optimistic. Yeah, Cautiously, yeah, that's the way I feel about this. All right, cool. Uh, any movies to talk about this week? Any thoughts about filmed entertainment? Did you watch any of the other Best Picture? no i know said we said we're going to talk about tar and <laughs> no we did didn't not. neither of us watched it well that's because poker face is the thing i watched on peacock this oh week. it is yes so we did not have time it's an investment every movie is like two hours now it's, you have to char out so much time to watch a movie and we also have some time before actual like Oscars yeah take place. we have a month or so but still yep still i mean with, with every weekend being something like it's going to be difficult but we'll see where yes. we get my but, local art theater was, we drove past it uh, yesterday and they are playing women talking there. So oh, okay. I told Chrissy, I was like, oh, if we want to see it, it's there. And she's like, eh. so I don't, know. I don't know if we're actually going to go leave our house to see women talk. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah. All right. All right. That's um, it. Yeah, I, I mean,
0: we are in February. Yeah. So we have Grammys. We have Super Bowl. We yes. have Valentine's Day coming up. But. Busy times. Just around the corner. Just around the corner. In one month is March. Yes. And that's when everyone gets mad. Yes. Because we get yes. into
1: bracket season. Well, I guess we should probably talk about that at some point. March
0: Madness brackets are right around the corner. Yes. Um, college basketball is on every weekend and pretty much every day now. Uh, for those of you turning into sports, you can watch it. Otherwise, you can wait to see who wins their championship because March Madness brackets will happen at the end of February mm-hmm. into March. But we hear the media Bill boat,
1: Media Boat Podcast, do our own brackets. Yes, yes, we do. We have not talked about what we're going to do this, this month or this year, uh, but perhaps we should talk about it. And uh, we will talk about it. We'll get ideas. You have any pitches? But that is coming up soon. soon. So stay tuned for more information on that. In the meantime, hey, that's it for the Media Boat Podcast this week. Thank you for joining us. As always, we are on YouTube if you search "Media MediaVote Podcast, live every Saturday if you want to watch us live. Hey, click uh, click like, uh, click subscribe on our channel. Uh, click the bell for notifications when we do go live. And hey, on that channel, you can also find an archive of our older shows if you want to see them in video form. If you'd rather listen to audio, say while playing something like Forspoken, you can do that uh, by listening to us on Podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're there. Search Media Boat Podcasts. That's also where you will be able to catch our uh Mark Madness series, where we'll we will do those on our podcast feed. So keep an eye out for that. You can also find us on our website, mediaboatpodcast.com, where all of that and more goes up every week. So stay tuned to that. You can find us on Twitter at MediaBoatcast, as our handle there. Facebook, Media Boat Podcast. Search that find our page. Uh, you can email us. Also, if you have questions, comments, things you want us to know, that's mediaboatpodcast at gmail.com. If you ask us a question, we will read it live on air. So, hey, send your questions in. And then lastly, we'll be playing video games every once in a while on Twitch.tv slash MediaBoat. Uh, you can go on there right now to see archives of both uh, Mike playing some Midnight Suns and me playing some Forspoken. And then this Tuesday, like I said, tune in for some Dead Space um, on, um, on, on Tuesday there. Dead
0: Space is the game, not just yes. Dead Space yeah, well, on I mean, Twitch. Hey,
1: I, maybe, depending on how the technology <laughs> shakes out, there might be some of that too. Uh, so that, yes, uh, so those are the, the things to find us. And you can find us next week here to talk about all sorts of things. Like yeah, we'll talk about the Grammys, Grammys winners. Um, we'll talk about Dead Space. Um, Dead
0: Space. We will give our actual Super Bowl predictions. Yes. What we expect to see is in terms of commercials, in terms of yeah. what we expect for uh, movie
1: trailers. Yeah. Big, big that. show next week. All of that and, and more. So stay tuned. We'll be back next time. See you then. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>